My name is Simone Ehringfeld. I'm an MPhil student at the Faculty of Education at Cambridge, and I'm going to be talking about my experiences of researching during a pandemic, as in my case, I've had to adapt to new circumstances in creative ways, more specifically in the form of a podcast called Cambridge Quarant Chats. In short, my thesis project explores the ways in which students and academics at Cambridge reimagine possible futures for the post-coronial university. In many ways, therefore, my thesis was shaped by the COVID-19 crisis. For a start, if the pandemic hadn't occurred, I would have done an entirely different project around a collaborative photography research with refugees in Uganda. Yet due to the pandemic, those plans got cancelled and I ended up staying in the UK while the country moved into lockdown. What followed were several weeks of disbelief, anxiety and a general sense of feeling lost and unsure how to make sense of the state the world suddenly found itself in. In Cambridge, many of the colleges told their students to return home as soon as possible. Vice-Chancellor Stephen Toop started emailing students and staff almost daily with new updates on the closure of Cambridge buildings and cancelled events. One university after the other announced their shift to education online. Amidst these major shifts and reshufflings, academic responses were conflictive. The pressure to be productive, despite a global pandemic taking place, seemed only to increase. Yet I couldn't work I couldn't focus and I didn't know how to move forward with my research. I was also struggling with a lack of social contact and the stimulus of feeling part of a scholastic community. I really missed the environment of my college and of the Faculty of Education. My inability to read or write due to the lack of focus, combined with a felt need to stay in touch with peers and colleagues, made me realize the importance of continuing to have conversations, perhaps especially so during an event as disrupted to education as a global pandemic. So early April, I decided to start a podcast as a way of trying to process this new normal that the coronavirus had brought about to maintain a sense of community and to continue to critically engage with the impact of COVID-19 on higher education in a way that worked around my writer's block. So I started Cambridge Quarant Chats. Its concept is simple. Each episode, I welcome a new guest onto the podcast where we chat about life under lockdown and we share experiences. While this format has remained the same, many things have changed since I released the first episode on April 8th. I started by inviting my college friends. These initial chats were very casual and they focused on discussing how daily life had changed. The sixth and seventh episodes represent a pivotal moment for the development of the pod, with Manchel Anjirbag, a PhD student at the Faculty of Education. We discussed how COVID-19 was impacting the university system, and we spoke about the future of the humanities being under siege. With visiting professor Karen Pincus, we discussed her ideas about the changing landscape of higher ed and whether the pandemic could lead to a kind of Darwinian survival of the fittest among colleges worldwide. These interviews were the first ones where I started asking questions that are similar to the ones that I would later ask in my private research interviews for this thesis. I asked my podcast guests what their hopes are for the future, what they fear or what they worry about regarding the future, and how the COVID-19 pandemic will impact all of this. 
I also asked what they would predict the year 2050 to look like and whether they felt optimistic or pessimistic about these prospects and whether we as academics have a responsibility to contribute to positive change. A number of themes started to emerge from the pod, such as the question of institutional change, the concept of nostalgia, which prevents us from further shaping new futures, and especially the loss of education as an embodied experience, or the feeling of simply being together in a physical way, in a real way, and shared time and space. The theme of the university as a business model, which sells its service to students as customers, kept reappearing too. In the episodes that followed, I invited more students and academics from the faculty to explore further these themes of hopes and fears of the future of higher education and a post-coronial university. Episode 8 with Angana Das is stressed the importance of hope in times of uncertainty. Episode 9 with Semina Dragos questioned whether we will return to an old normal or create a new one instead. Episode 10 with Dina Nevaz spoke about future scoping and the use of speculative fiction to start telling new stories for the future. From here, two things occurred. Firstly, with five of the episodes described above, I created a compilation episode, which I sent out to the research participants that had agreed to a private, anonymous interview. In those interviews, I asked many questions that were similar to the ones I'd asked in the podcast. Secondly, I continued to grow the pod itself. In the episodes that followed, I welcomed undergrads, postdocs, Cambridge College porters, and our own head of faculty. As such, I ended up with a mix of different data sources, from the podcast itself to the private interviews that were based on a podcast and my own field notes, which I didn't write down as usual, but recorded in the form of voice memos. Some of the questions that my methodological process and my working with audio has raised for me include, how do we think differently through written or spoken word? What does it mean for one-on-one -on -one conversations to occur in front of an audience that can listen along to the podcast? How do people change the way they speak on a podcast versus in a private conversation? And how can podcasts help academics to make knowledge or data sets more openly and freely available, or simply to share conversations exploring complex themes in an accessible way for a wider community? Podcasts have rarely been used as a method for qualitative research, yet I see a huge potential. In many ways, my research, in terms of its methodology, has been a playful exploration where I use podcasts themselves to collect data, I make compilations for use during private interviews, and finally, my thesis itself will also in part be presented in audio format as I continue to question the standard norm of academic work appearing in written text. Spoken text has a strong, effective quality, where we can truly put the voice center stage in a most literal way, with the voice itself being able to communicate in ways that written text perhaps cannot. Even as I am currently producing, writing, and recording my thesis, the project keeps shaping itself, at times taking unexpected turns when I create dialogues with myself and with others. Its final outcome is not yet fully imaginable, even to me, 
In a way, my thesis itself has become an exercise of reimagination. My thesis itself a speculation. My thesis itself a disruption to my usual academic work, delivered in a time of large-scale disruption to education at Cambridge and beyond. If you're interested and want to hear more about my work, you can listen to my podcast and you can look for it by searching for Cambridge Quarant Chats on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and several other platforms. Find a podcast also on Twitter or Facebook at Cam Quarian Chats, or find me personally at Simone Ehringfeld. Thank you so much for listening, and please feel free to reach out and to share your own thoughts and reflections with me. Thank you, and until the next time.